0: hello and welcome to a new episode on the personal finance podcast hope you're all doing well follow the instagram and twitter pages of the podcast at personal finance 30 or at personal finance on twitter if you're here and listening to my podcast for the first time then let me tell you what this podcast is about this podcast will educate you about the about the personal financial topics whether you're new to learning about personal finance i can assure you that these podcast episodes are easy to understand and provide some valuable information if you find this episode good, share it with the family or friend as well, as it, get, as it will help increase the awareness of the podcast and it's one way you can support a content creator like me. Now, in today's episode, we'll be talking about the best student credit cards. As many people move on to post-secondary education, whether it's university, college, trade school programs, or straight to the workplace, they're faced with new challenges. And one of those challenges is uh, faced with getting a new credit card and you have to learn learn along the way as well. Whenever you enter the stage of adulthood, getting a credit card can be a big deal, but it's important to understand how much you can spend on credit cards and what interest rates are if you pay it back. Okay, before we start talking about this, make sure to follow the Instagram and Twitter pages of the Personal Finance Podcast to stay up to date with the new episodes that come out and other things related to the podcast as well. Alright, now let's move on to the episode. Essentially, there are some important things to look at when getting a credit card. Normally, when students get credit cards, they have a limit of around $500 to $1,000. Let's look at some of the four most important things that you need to look at when getting a credit card. Okay, so the first thing to look at when getting a credit card is the interest rate. This is the most important thing because you wanna make sure that the interest rate you're getting is good and manageable. Essentially, when you buy something on a credit card, you wanna make sure that you're not carrying a balance a month over month because then you'll be charged with a lot of interest and it can be hard to pay it back as a student sure you could possibly get your parents to pay for the card but again they probably also have their own credit cards to pay off this will also decrease your credit score as your monthly payments are not being made and uh, essentially the lender would also look at you as a high risk investment sort of because you're not able to uh, manage your spending on the credit card. And you want to make sure that if you can't make the full payment, you should at least be making some minimum payments depending on what the bank or financial institution has agreed to tell you. Okay, so the next thing to look at is the annual fees or yearly fees. Now, depending on what type of card you get, there may be no annual payment or there may be a payment. For example, you have to look at uh if you're going to be using the credit card for everyday spending now in this episode i will try try to cover a mix of student cards so stay tuned for that i'm going to be talking about that later on in the podcast episode okay let's look at the third thing now so the third thing is that you want to look at its rewards essentially you want to look at what rewards credit cards have to offer if you make monthly purchases travel rewards credit cards and cashback credit cards are a popular way to earn rewards for spending money on a credit card travel rewards credit cards allow you to earn a certain volume of points per dollar often with um often with tiers of rewards for different categories as well so you can redeem these points for travel related expenses including flights hotels and car rentals but do remember that um you probably do need a lot of points to even sort of get enough for a flight or a hotel to be speaking honestly, now the, f- now the fourth thing is cashback credits. Operate on the same principle, except cashback credits give you a percentage of your spending. Usually, it's between I think one to four percent, yeah. And there are often categories of spending that allow you to earn higher cashback, and your rewards are typically awarded to you once per year or quarterly. So now, if you plan to use your first credit card for your everyday spending then choosing a credit card with some rewards may be a good way to maximize your spending. Just remember that the interest rate charged on your credit card for carrying a balance will wipe out any benefit of earning those rewards. So never make purchases you can't afford to pay off in the name of earning rewards or cash back because then technically that won't make sense so essentially you just want to make sure that you know when you're getting a credit card you want to look at these four things before the interest rate the annual fees the rewards the cash back and of course trying to even make the monthly payment now oftentimes the student credit cards limit rating is very low so essentially that means to say like if it's low right you you already can't spend so much on it like i mean Things have increased. Prices have increased of things that you can buy. Right, like if it's five hundred to thousand dollars, you you can buy you can buy some basic things like groceries or whatever for hundred, maybe one fifty if you're buying in bulk. But you just have to make sure that you'll be able to pay that back. Now, the last thing that's important to remember when looking at credit cards is the income requirement. Now, this is the most important thing. If this is your first credit card. Essentially, the most limiting factor with regard to the credit cards you can apply for is probably most likely your income, as as is the case for many people. So most credit cards with robust reward schemes and higher annual fees have a higher in minimum income requirement. So now stick to credit cards that fall within your income range and to verify your income, most lenders require two recent pay stubs and possibly even a letter from your employer if you were working before. Now, if you've already been doing a job as a student, depending on how much money you saved or how much money you have in the parents' account, that may help as well. So these are the four things that should be looked at before getting a credit card as a student. Now, let's look at some student credit cards okay so let's talk about the tangerine money back credit card so this credit card's benefits are it is a no annual fee you can earn up to two percent cash back on purchases up to three categories of your choice and 0.5 cash back on everything else and there's no limit on how much cash back you can earn okay so now the next one is okay let's actually go back to that one and let's sort of talk about it so this credit card is good for someone that needs a credit card there's no annual fee, which is awesome, right? Annual fee means you don't have to pay any money yearly, unless you're paying something on the credit card bill, which is a different thing. There's also low, no limit on how much you can earn cash back from. So that's also good, right? So you're not capped at a certain level uh, where they say you can't really earn that uh, cash back. Okay, now let's look at some of the four major banks' student credit cards. Now, TD Bank doesn't really specifically have a student card when looking at their website, but they there are some alternatives. So, let's look at the first one now. So, the first one is the TD cashback Visa card. Earn cashback dollars, redeem them to pay to help pay down your account balances. There's a $0 annual fee. There's a 19.99% interest purchases, 22.9% interest, 22.99% interest for cash, advance, cash advances. So, now, this actually... This interest rate is actually quite high if you really think about it because essentially if you don't pay that amount within that range, then you know, that's going to be really high. Okay, so the next one is the TD Platinum Travel Visa card. So you can earn up to $40,000 TD rewards, a travel value of $200 plus first year with no annual fees for the primary and additional card holders conditions apply. Now the annual fee for that is $89 and the interest rates are the same as mentioned before. Now, this card would be good for someone that really wants to travel or wants to sort of gain points so that they're able to travel for free. So that might be good. Now the, la- now, the last one is the TD Rewards Visa card. So earn a-, earn a $50 value and TD Rewards points to use at Amazon with shop with points. Plus, get a nine 9- nine 9.99% promotional interest rate on all purchases for the first six months with no annual fee. Now, again, this is the thing. All these student credit cards, they have these enticing offers, right? But you do want to make sure that after six months, you're still able to manage it. For suppose this card is the TD rewards Visa card. So there's no annual fee for it, which is good. And the interest rates are the same. So all interest rates are the same across the board for these cards. Now, let's look at some of the cards from RBC. So <clears throat> RBC rewards plus Visa. So you can earn one RBC points for every uh, dollar that's spent on gas, groceries, and drugstore purchases. Drugstore purchases are uh, medicine or any other thing that you may need. And now the next one is earn one RBC rewards point for every $2 spent on all their purchases, and there's no annual fee. So this is the RBC rewards plus visa account. Now the next one is the signature RBC Rewards Visa Card, that's a low annual fee, no fee for students, and RBC signature no limit banking clients. You earn a rewards like a premium card, and you get great insurance benefits including car rental purchase secu- purchase security and extended warranty. Now the last one is the RBC Cashback MasterCard. There's no annual fee, unlimited cashback and up to 2% back on groceries, and purchase security and extended warranty production now let's look at scotia bank's cards now so scotia bank has two cards Learn visa card so this has no annual fee and, ex- and it has accelerated money back rewards for students and the next one is the scene visa card student you enjoy free movies music and more and the interest rates are the same as td bank okay now this now the cibc's cibc they have three credit cards uh CIBC aventura visa card for students so that's there's no annual fee there's no minimum annual income which is actually good and the minimum credit limit is one thousand dollars and the interest rate is the same uh, as to other banks now this card is actually maybe good because you don't you don't need to give an annual fee you're also getting there's no minimal annual income but you're still capped at a minimum credit limit regardless i would say now the cbc dividend visa card for students you that's the annual fee is zero dollars minimum annual income is zero dollars and minimum credit amount is one thousand dollars and the last one is the cibc Aeroplan visa card for students now that is the annual fee is zero dollars and the minimum annual income is zero dollars as well and the minimum credit limit is one thousand dollars across all three credit cards So now these credit cards may be good for someone that's looking to get a credit card, but they don't really have a set income that may help them. So this is a good way as there's no minimal annual income required. Okay, now let's look at the last ones now by BMO. So the last two ones by BMO are the student BMO cashback MasterCard and the student BMO air miles MasterCard. So you have a $0 annual fee and you have the same interest rate for your purchases and cash advances now the next one the air miles one that is also zero dollars and it's the same interest rates so you do have a welcome offer in these two things you can get five percent cash back on your first three months and there's 800 air mile bonus miles as well that's enough for three eighty no yes yeah, that's, that's enough for eighty dollars towards purchases of air miles and with air miles and cash rather so when looking at all these credit cards overall you may be wondering you know which one may be the best. And, you know, it all depends on which branch you like or which financial institution you like or which financial institution your parents may be with. It all depends. You have to look at the risks and benefits or whatever it may be. And then you can sort of decide what financial institution or company to say is better. You know, some of those, like, for example, CIBC credit cards, since they have no minimum annual income, then that may be good for a student that's just entering the workforce or just going uh, to start a job. So that way you're able to still qualify for a credit card. The other good one is uh, looking at if they have no annual fees. So that's also an important thing, you know, you don't want to be paying annual fees unless obviously you haven't paid your credit card bill, which is important. Well, these are some of the student credit cards that these major banks have to offer. Overall, I would say that it's important to look at your own financial situation and see what credit card fits the best for you. Overall, this is what you need to know about a student credit card. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Personal Finance Podcast. Remember that all information in this podcast is provided for educational purposes only. So please be sure to do your own research before buying a credit card or doing anything else within the finance industry. Thanks for listening and stay tuned for more new episodes coming out next week.